Does anybody here disagree with me that Masagati is a f toolbox? Recently, we saw Mario Yamasaki's is a pretty bad stoppage. That guy has no business refing fights, and, and I promise you, you're not going to see him again. So they f him. They f him what raw, is, what, and they f him out of $165,000 in five years of his why, career. Why? At the time that the collector showed up to take his sample, he knew that he had a fight scheduled with the UFC. I mean, this, in terms of all the commission-related things we've seen over the years, just blows my mind that it actually even became a thing and that they waited till after she weighed in to inform her that the fight was off. There is a lot to hate about the various state athletic commissions. They're notoriously slow to adopt new rules and hire incompetent judges who are never held accountable for repeated and frequent failures. There are countless examples that should change but seemingly never will. One of the supposed best things about them is that they keep things impartial and fair. But even that has some really obvious problems. <laughs> She's driving a Ferrari for that fight. <laughs> She's a very nice lady. Let's just leave so it at that. So's my joke. mom. I wouldn't want her calling any fights. <laughs> oh my goodness! Somebody get your rope. <laughs> Moreover, their drug testing protocols are inferior to USADA's, and so are their tribunal panels. So, some of the questions you're asking. Number one, I didn't bring my hearing aid, so I can't hear them anyway. Have you actually used it? <laughs> there are external commissions that Bellator uses, like the Mohegan Tribe, and the UFC even regulates themselves for overseas bouts when in countries that don't have their own oversight. So why do we still need these slow, unresponsive commissions ran by people who don't seem to care very much about the sport or seem incapable of running it with an ounce of efficiency? Would the UFC and greater MMA community in general be better off without all the annoying red tape? And can we finally start using replays properly in MMA? That's what I want to explore today. My name is Jason from MMA on Point and this is called, Does the UFC Still Need Athletic Commissions? So let's start with the simplest answer first. In a perfect world, yes, it would be better if we got rid of the state athletic commissions altogether. Going Pride style would be amazing. Pride was not perfect by any means. They had corruption issues of their own with favorable judging in a few instances. But again, we still see that happening with regulatory bodies in place today. Follow the money. The best thing about Pride was that it was a much more responsive system. It allowed fighters like Mirko Krokop and Mark Hunt to more easily transition into MMA with modified rules. The moveset was less restrictive, although I do have to say that I think elbows should not have been left out. And overall, judging it by the completion of the fight and damage made way more sense. If it felt like there was something strange that the rulemakers didn't think to include, they could easily make the requisite changes on the spot. Same with the old days of the UFC. Although Hoist Gracie and Ken Shamrock's second fight was pretty bad, adding an overtimes round on the fly as an adjustment was really great. Or better yet, calling the first Sakuraba fight a no contest after the referee error was discovered, a rescheduling for it later that night was really awesome. It was a thing of beauty that we could never see under the current system. The other and perhaps most glaring point to mention would be the legality of it all. The UFC or any other promotion stateside can't just say, all right, well, see you later, and go on promoting and sanctioning events on their own legality. The number one reason being is that the laws passed, like the infamous New York MMA bill that took so long to pass, specifically requires oversight of the New York State Athletic Commission to hold events. They legally can't do it without them. And as a result, you might be back to the dark ages of the UFC, at least in terms of places you could legally hold an event. At its peak, MMA was banned in 36 states. During that time from 1996 when the Detroit dance happened between Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn, where closed fists were banned just before the event, going all the way to 2001 when Zupa bought the company, they only held events in six states. 
That's Alabama, Louisiana, Iowa, Mississippi, Georgia, and New Jersey. Aside from that, only two other venues outside of the country held events, Japan three times and Brazil once. But of course, the thing that's changed above everything else is that MMA doesn't have the same stigma it had back then, nor does it have the immense amount of misinformation it did back then as well. People have bought into the stereotype, we're going to show you the bloodiest, goriest fighting sport ever. Look at it. One of those people that thinks it is. But there certainly would be a risk of that creeping back with terms like unsanctioned and deregulated floating out there. But again, the sports image has vastly changed and cleaned up over the past 20 years. So public perception might not even be affected. Another huge thing to talk about is that other major sports in America, such as the NFL, MLB, NHL, and NBA, actually govern themselves. The US government pretty much only steps in when things go bad. And that's what I think the UFC needs today. Minimal regulation with bare bones oversight in essential areas. That would be things like monitoring proper health and safety precautions on hand for an event, pre and post fight medical checks, as well as measures taken to punish fight fixing and fraud like you would see in any other business or sports company. And that's what I think makes the most sense from a governmental perspective. Smaller promotions may need special provisions to operate, but there's no reason and it couldn't work with the necessary measures in place. And of course, there's USADA, so you don't really have to worry about drug testing. As for MMA's closest cousin, boxing, it's a bit of the Wild West. They've never had a major promotion, but rather many disjointed organizations and independent promoters put together in one massive bot that has no controlling or overseeing body. With contract disputes and egos already being huge hurdles, the best thing they've been able to come up with is governmental control. The ABC does exist for boxing and MMA, but overall cash flow just pretty much isn't there. But what that would mean for boxing is essentially a union. Private industries will nearly always avoid like the plague. The UFC, Bellator, and other major American promotions are entirely alien to the boxing model. And I think there's plenty to show that they would do a much better job organizing themselves instead of state commissions. The major issue with all of this though is that it of course would be incredibly difficult to achieve. The same system that this entire video is advocating leaving because of its slow and ineffective governing of the sport will of course be slow and ineffective in regards to adopting something so far from what it is today. 50 states, all one by one, would nearly all be resistant to this change. But with so many huge flaws in the system as it stands today, the quality of the sport suffers far too greatly to continue on the way it has. Major questions linger out there considering that the New York MMA bill was only signed as recently as 2016. It's perhaps too soon to begin moving in this direction, but in a couple of years, maybe then we could see the sea change begin to happen. And let's not forget, not that long ago, Zufa bought the UFC for $1 million and then turned around and sold it for $4.2 billion. Crazier things have happened in the sport. The real question is, does the UFC want to fight for it? Hey, what's up, everybody? I hope you guys enjoyed that video. Please remember to like and subscribe if you have not already. Um, this video, I spent a lot of time just kind of looking into it and doing a little bit of my own research. I haven't really seen anybody from the media or fans even really talking about this. So I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts. I want to know what you all think should happen. Are they too vulnerable to corruption? We know that still happened with the state athletic commissions, though. Um, basically, all those points that I touched on throughout the video, what are your thoughts on that? And in a perfect world, what would you like to see happen? Do you think it would be better if the UFC could decide to have a 90-minute fight like Sakuraba versus, versus Hoist Gracie without having the commission getting in the way? You know, really cool stuff like that.
But um, I really do appreciate you guys watching. And if you haven't seen our Patreon video or checked out our page yet and you uh, would like to consider possibly helping us out, that would be awesome. All that's going to do is make us upload more often with more content. You're not going to see anything taken off YouTube. It's only going to increase activity. And then, of course, I'm going to be going to uh, UFC Liverpool next month. And I'm going to be going to Bellator 200 and then um, UFC 226 for International Fight Week. And Tom will be there with me for all those things. So really big stuff coming. I want you guys to be a part of it. And i um, just kind of asking for your guys' help if you guys want to help us out. Otherwise, if you don't, that's totally cool. It won't affect this channel whatsoever. So thank you guys so much. Um, I hope you guys have a great day. And I'll see you at the next video. Later, guys.